I still remember how terrified I was. I still remember how alone I felt. And I remember feeling like I had to do something to make sure no one else felt like I did in that very moment. Hello, and welcome to the Not Your Type podcast, aimed to uplift and empower everyone in the diabetic community, from supporters to professionals, and of course, those living with it. I'm your host, Alyssa Gothi, and I'm so excited to finally start this new venture that I've honestly wanted to do for such a long time now. You know, I figured I love talking, I love podcasts, and I love diabetes advocacy, so why not combine all of them together and make this really cool passion project? I've thought about starting this podcast for the past couple of years, but it really stems from 10 and a half years of dedicated advocacy work that comes from my personal connection to diabetes. My whole life, I grew up around type 1 diabetes, also called T1D. My dad was diagnosed when he was just 13 years old, so for the past 40-something years, he has seen the changes in the industry and the culture and in the community of T1D. I grew up around seeing him take on those responsibilities my whole entire life, from the shots he had to take to checking his blood sugar, and even the really scary moments when we had to call 911 because he was unconscious from a blood sugar that was too low. As a kid, I knew it was scary and I knew it was different, but I didn't fully understand what it all entailed until I was diagnosed at 11 years old. My parents were told when they were trying to have children that their likelihood of having children with diabetes went from 1% to 2%. I don't know if that's true, but because of that, they were extremely attentive to my brother and I's health, especially when it came to exhibiting signs of type 1 diabetes as it can run in the family. When I was in the fourth or fifth grade, they started to be a little concerned because I didn't have the traditional symptoms, but I would feel the symptoms of a low blood sugar or hypoglycemia. I would get really shaky, I would get dizzy, they would check my blood sugar and it would be a little low. But when they took me to the doctor, my A1C wasn't high enough to be considered a diabetic. Ironically, to be considered a diabetic, I needed my A1C to be at 6.0 and mine tested at about 5.8 or 5.9. But To them, it was still too early. They didn't want to give me insulin. They didn't want to treat it as diabetes. So I went about my way thinking I was totally fine. I continued to live my normal life. My parents were still on the lookout for me and my brother. My brother was exhibiting symptoms that also replicated puberty. And they tested him multiple times and had the same result. He wasn't diabetic. Flash forward to my first week of middle school. And I'm 11 years old, adjusting to so many changes. I'm sure you can remember the difficult time that middle school was for all of us, but for me it was a little bit harder. On August 22nd, 2011, I woke up with a stomach ache in the middle of the night and told my mom about it, and almost out of nowhere she said, well let's check your blood sugar. For some reason I agreed, so I checked my blood sugar. It was at 200. Normal range is 80 to 120. I then, of course, start freaking out, but my mom was very reassuring said we would go to the doctor the next day. Maybe it was just a stomach bug. When I went to the doctor, they checked my blood sugar and did a urine sample, found ketones, and sent me to the University of Iowa Children's Hospital for three days to learn how to live a completely new life. I still remember how terrified I was. 
I still remember how alone I felt. And I remember feeling like I had to do something to make sure no one else felt like I did in that very moment. From when I took my first shot of insulin, I had to be my own advocate. I was the only person throughout all of school until my senior year of high school to be diabetic. My teachers and classmates didn't fully understand what I was going through, and because of that, I had to really stand up for myself. I know that if I had been alone, that would have been even more devastating and isolating for me, but I was extremely fortunate to not only have my father, who's an incredible role model of what a diabetic person is and should look like, but the T1D community at large was there for me when I really needed them most. The day after I was diagnosed, I was visited by the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, JDRF, and they helped me immensely by giving me resources, tools that I could use and bring to school with me, and a community that truly understood every single thing I was feeling and going through. Since then, I've helped in local and regional chapters of JDRF as well as other organizations. I've been involved in support groups, in fundraisers that I've set up myself and been a part of. I've gone into schools to bring a curriculum that actually teaches about type 1 diabetes comprehensively. I've trained teachers on how to respond to type 1 diabetic students. I've spoken with state and federal legislators about insulin affordability, and I'm going to be the first person to bring type 1 diabetes to the Miss Iowa stage wearing assistive technology, which is really exciting, and I can't wait to do that in June. Despite my primary focus having been with T1D, I've noticed there's a divide between types of diabetes and their communities when ultimately there's so much intersectionality that ties into it. Each type is stigmatized in similar and in different ways. I'm always asked which is the worst type. Would I rather have type 2? Am I happy I have type 1? All of us are truly fighting the same fight at the end of the day. We want to see a cure for diabetes. Whether it's type 1, whether it's type 2, or any other type out there. We want to put an end to this disease. That's why my main goal of this podcast is to showcase the advocacy work of all of those communities as a means to educate others through personal testimonies and professional experience. I'm really looking forward to bringing on incredible guests who are representative figures, professionals, caretakers, supporters, and real people who live with these diseases. Together, we will show the realities of living with diabetes and prove that we are not the type of diabetic that lets this disease and societal expectations bring us down. I'm so excited to begin this journey with all of you and show what exactly the diabetes community is all about. Until next time!